1: this is Mon, and that's Lawson, and yep. this is a breakfast show. Yes, it is. How's that $3 sandwich going, Lawson? Oh, dude. I'm that is a steal for a $3 sandwich, especially because it has vegan cheese and vegan tofu on it, and baby gem lettuce. And do you know it's one slice of garlic bread and another slice of pumpkin bread?
2: I just know it tastes really good. Yeah. You know what surprised it. me is there's, there's uh, this. What is this?
1: You don't know what that is?
2: It, it it's like salad dressing or something?
1: No, that's that those are mustard seeds.
2: Yeah, and it tastes incredible. Yeah. I'm just like living the best like this is the the most amazing $3 breakfast I've ever had. <laughs>
1: anytime, son. I'm anytime. wondering if it's
2: worth me just bringing $3 here every single day.
1: You bring me 3 bucks every day, I'll make you that sandwich every day.
2: Or maybe because you know, you know you've got a you know, a relatively stable source of income. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> You <laughs> maybe, you know...
1: That $3 a day is really going to help me out. 2 bucks yeah. a day? Okay.
2: $2 a goldie a day? A goldie a day. I'll make
1: oh. you a singer every morning.
2: Yes. 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 Give us another clue for the quiz. Okay,
1: okay, okay. And P.S., if anyone else wants a sandwich, they're welcome to come to the... <laughs> to the studio I'll make you a sandwich it's kind of really hard because I haven't
2: finished the sandwich and it's just staring at me I'm like look
1: you go ahead and finish because there's only like a crust left and I will keep talking until such time uh, that's so cute you even muted the microphone so I couldn't hear you schmutzing bless your heart okay it is time for another clue for our quiz. Uh, this is a what book am my quiz. And I know people have been listening and being like, man, this is really hard. But I've got to tell you, it's actually a really easy book. It's not like an obscure or like one that no one knows or doesn't know how to spell. It's a really easy book. It's just got some hard clues. But the good news, it's about to get a lot simpler. Because <laughs> this next clue is going to give the whole thing away. Are you ready, listeners, for this What Book Am I? Clue number four. The Ten Commandments are found in my 20th chapter. Which book of the Bible houses the Ten Commandments? Give us a call. 1-800-FAITH-FM is our number. That's 1-800-324-843. Or you can text me zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. 64 But yeah, do call because you'll be able to chat to Producer Jazz. Producer Jazz, we just interviewed her. Um, a little bit of her story, her backstory, mm. how it is she came to be Producer Jazz, filling in for Producer Shell. Uh, really great story, you know. Yeah.
2: Oh man, I'm like so keen to be these guys.
1: I actually loved hearing, you know, just how God led her here. It's just, you know, and I, like you said, I just can't wait to hear all the other Rice yeah. graduate stories because there are some amazing stories. You know, we heard um, South African what's his last name? Cullen. His name's Cullen,
2: right? Cullen. Yeah. Cullen
1: heard his story last week, whenever it was, and that was just a really heavy story. Um, you know, but some of the some of the the incredible leadings that have been taking place, you know, how gods are working in their lives, is just great. Yeah. Finish that sandwich now?
2: Yeah. How good was it? Oh, it was incredible. Yeah,
1: you're picking your teeth now. That's gross. But I think, yeah, every
2: <laughs> everyone who goes to Arise just has this experience of of just, you know, such a huge boost. Because like, like Jasmine was saying, essentially the curriculum is just, the curriculum's called The Story. Oh. It's, you know, pre-creation, creation, um, the promise, the covenant, and, and you know, the, the Messiah... And um, the second coming, the recreation, just going through like what is the main points of of scripture, and yeah, I know I know for myself going there, you know, freshly eighteen, freshly a Christian, I'd been a, a Seventh Day Adventist for a little less than two months, and oh I'd, really? Yeah, and I um, you know, I've told this story on air before, but I I went there just not really knowing anything, but just knowing that I had a I, I believed that I had a call from God to serve Him. And, yeah, you know.
1: I have to admit that, like, I've been to Bible college, but since Arise has come to Australia, I kind of almost want to go again. Yeah. Just, the
2: curriculum just, sounds so good. Like, just, just do it. Yeah. Just do it.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's, I want to. But
2: yeah, you want to.
1: I have responsibilities, True. <laughs> But
2: it's, man, it's so much fun. And, like, for me, yeah, being 18 brand new Christian – um, and then, like, cause I did the, you know, the, the, the work after it, the, the Bible working and getting put with Lyle. And, and the reason they actually put me there is because they, you know, Matt Parra, who's the evangelism director for our conference, but also the, you know, one of the coordinators that arise. He was like, Oh, I think Lawson's got this, this knack for speaking. I think, I think that's what he wants to do. So we'll put him with Lyle cause he's like, you know, w- one of our top evangelists in the country. Yeah. And that, Springboarded really my
1: cultivate your talent my yeah.
2: cultivated my talent and now like that was in 2017 so you know 2018 2019 well I'm like three years two years after two three years after and now I uh, work for a church I work on radio you preach I, in Ethiopia I'm an international evangelist
3: yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no but you know I'm I'm getting evangelism work even here in Australia yeah. I'm preaching you know me and Lyle are preaching our own evangelistic series in. And I think, that, I think
1: that's also a testament not just to um, going to a Bible college and becoming a Bible student but also the um, importance of great leadership
2: 100%. to have someone
1: recognize a talent someone who you know can spot these things a bit better than you can of yourself mm. and to you know, set you on the right path and give you some guidance and give you some mentorship. I think
2: really important. I think that's like yeah, one of the main things in Arise is like yep. you know, because they take a bunch of students who are just like, Yep, yeah, did my three and a half month course, really on fire for God, I'm just gonna go home and, and, and be a lay person and, and um Give people Bible studies, which is incredibly noble and yeah. amazing. Like I'm like, praise the <laughs> Lord for those people. But then at a they consider like, man, there's gonna be a fair few people coming here. where this is gonna be their their start to ministry. So yeah. let's let's put them on a path. Yeah. And for me, yeah, that path was, you know, doing the six months of Bible working, you know, a part of the Rise curriculum. And then the year after that, twenty eighteen, I, I volunteered the whole year because I just had this Feeling this call mm-hmm. that oh no, this is where I'm supposed to go because I you know I've been pointed in this direction, I believe god's leading me here and and then and then now, you know, coming into 2019, well, coming in, we're now halfway through the year. Oh, it just makes me cringe down my spine. <laughs> halfway through the year, um, having a, yeah, mid-year, kind of like a mid-year crisis. No, nah, not really, because I've had an incredible year so far, um, because I get to work for the Lord full-time. And it's like...
1: Yeah, I also I also just want to mention, like, for, you know, anyone who's listening, particularly if you are maybe a high school student or if you have high yes. school students in your, high, in your, in your household... Doing a rise is a fabulous thing to do in your gap year. It is
2: the perfect yeah. gap year.
1: Don't go to schoolies.
2: Go to a rise, and that's the thing. Like you, there are so many things you could do on a gap year. You know, travel around, spend money. That's the thing. You pay the fee at the start, mm-hmm. and then if you do so, you know, and that covers like the first six months of the year. And then if you do the Bible working after it, you receive your entire tuition back. Yeah. And oh, so really? it's a completely self-contained, self-supporting gap year. Where you raise excited. the fo- yeah, that's that's how. So, so Jasmine and, and all the rest of the arise students, they're actually getting paid. Wow! And they they're getting a wage. You know, it's not a huge wage, but they get a lot of things covered already, and then they yeah. get you know wage to mm-hmm. to pay for their fuel and their phone bill, which is the tuition that they paid to go to arise.
1: Wow, see so it all back. That's incredible. So it's and you end amazing. up with lifelong friends. Like I have to say, My best my best friends are all from the year that I did at oh, Bible 100%. Yeah. it. 100 percent. Yeah, yeah.
2: Actually, like, yeah, one of my, one of my best friends, and actually his girlfriend, who is another very close friend of mine, he's a student pastor at our church now. And that was the thing, Arise was his springboard into now he's studying theology mm-hmm. to be a pastor. Wow, yeah. And, and he's working, I'm working as a Bible worker and an evangelist, and he's working as a, you know, he's at, working at our church as a student pastor. Mark and Linda, shout out. And, um, it's just the best like yeah oh, so yeah so good. once
1: again high school students if you're considering this like not only would it set you up with a just, a, a, just an incredible experience for a gap year but it'll also give you a, a new circle of very spiritual friends mm. which is really unbelievably important. Yeah 100%. I wish I had invested in spiritual friends from a, a lot younger age. Um I do think that my course in life would have been quite different. Mm. Um but yeah, I also just just wanted to just wanted to mention, um, you know, doing a rise, doing any kind of Bible college doesn't necessarily mean that you have to go into full time ministry for 100%. the rest of your life. Like I actually think the best thing about Bible college graduates are those that go back to their professions, yes. back to their trades, but just now have this new filter. Oof. where they're like, do you know what? I'm looking around my world, I'm looking at my colleagues and I'm seeing people who need to hear the gospel 100%. and I now have training as to how to reach out to them. Yeah. I'm not going to Bible bash them, I'm not going to force it down their throat, I'm not going to ignore it, I'm not going to leave them to themselves. I, I you know. I have a, a, you know, a, a plan, a mission, a focus. I know how mm-hmm. to do this now. And it's the people who marry their skill set you know, whatever field they're in, whether they're a, a, a plumber or a designer or a hairdresser or an astrophysicist, whatever it is you do, to go and take some time out just to do a, a, a Bible course and then to come back and marry that together and uh, and to be a light in your field is exactly what the world needs. Yeah, yeah.
2: it's it's like in in fact, I, I think the mo- that's maybe the most noble thing to do, yeah. like to get back from Bible college and just jump back into life with that. That new set of eyes, you know, and mm, I, I exactly. know, like, and that Mark and Linda, like I was talking about before, yeah. Mark has gone into full time pastor, you know, um, studying for to be a pastor. But Linda, she, she already had her podiatry degree, mm-hmm. so she's she's just working as a podiatrist. But God is. Done that work in her life and is leading her in that way to be an influencer in for community. It's I like incredible. how you said that,
1: a new set of eyes. That's exactly what you get when you go to Bible college. When you go to rise, you get a new set of eyes. So yeah, have a have a little thing about that. We've just done a little promo. <laughs> for eyes. <Arise.
2: laughs> yeah. Classic. But
1: let's jump into our encounter with God. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Wow, scratchy, scratchy. Yeah,
2: Scritchy, scratchy, Scritchy, scratchy, opening eyes, think, open the I eyes of maybe, my yeah. eyes.
1: <laughs> I think maybe we have to pick some really short songs. Please produce a jazz. <laughs> the shorter the songs, the better, because <laughs> they'd be great. Um, so there's less scratching happening. Okay, uh, we were doing Encounter with God.
2: Yeah, and we were doing it.
1: Well, we were uh, do you want me to give them a clue for this quiz, actually?
2: Oh, yeah. Just, just, yeah. Let's just let's pump them, it. Let's pump them it. out.
1: Okay, okay, okay. So, whoops, let me just get onto my Faith FM Instagram page. By the way, dear listeners, if you want to check out our Instagram, it's Live lowercase one word. And uh, if you click on our profile page... Um, so, our profile picture—you will be able to watch our Insta story, mm-hmm. which is only up for twenty-four hours, not like our regular posts—and you'll see me and Lawson in the studio having a good time and give out clues. So you can get some extra clues on the Insta story. Okay, uh, this is uh, clue number five. The second book of the Old Testament I contain forty chapters. It's like two clues in one. Oh, it's the second book of the Old Testament, and it contains forty chapters.
2: Mm. Mm.
1: And after this, Lawson, you and I are going to have to come up with some DIY That's clues. That's right. Yeah. I, I
2: love DIY clues.
1: Do you want me to just do a, little, a quick rehash of all our clues that we've had so far? Yeah. Okay. So this morning's Breakfast Bible quiz here on Faith mm-hmm. FM mm-hmm. is a What Book Am I quiz, and the clues have been so far. The bravery of Shipra and Puah, in disobeying the king is found in my first chapter. I tell how idolaters were made to drink an idol that was ground into powder and poured into water. The building of the first tabernacle was found here. The Ten Commandments are found in my 20th chapter. The second book of the New Test- Old Testament, sorry, I contain 20. 20 chapters sorry 40 chapters wow i'm getting myself all confused yeah 40 chapters so if you know the answer you can call us here our number is one 800 faith 1-800-324-843 or you can text your guesses 0491 064 669 yes and uh anyone who gets the answer right will of course win this morning's breakfast bible quiz prize yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you can go watch that all back on on you Instagram. Can go,
2: you can yeah. watch that on Instagram and see me doing some dance moves.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lawson's got some banging dance. Moves.
2: I, I, I am a good dancer. Like you I'm, are, I'm either. not ashamed to admit it. To. <laughs> but um, not ashamed of the look, gospel, and not ashamed of dance. Amen. <laughs> we've been in our encounter with God, so we it, over the last couple of days We've been doing this whole Elijah thing. Yes, and so. Um, because I read in like the first, in the first, uh, you know, the, with the Sabbath school booklet that we used, the 20 million movement, yeah. um, yeah, so in, on Monday, it was talking about Elijah, and I was like, oh, I want to talk about this whole first, second, third Elijah thing. So that's what I did, and I talked about them, and I, you know, took up the entirety of two days to, to go over that. It was a
1: good one. It was good. Yeah, it and was then I opened
2: study. up, and then I opened up the booklet, and I'm like, okay, so what are we talking about now? And I realized that that was supposed to be a study that expanded over the entire week. <laughs> And I was like And you just
1: knocked it out in like two days. <laughs> and I was like,
2: Oh well rip. But that is completely okay because you know you know what's amazing about what's being that? someone who reads the Bible? What's that? It's like God shows you amazing things that you can share with people. You know, isn't that great? Like It is, yeah. Like I I especially just I just remember like the comparison between me when I first became a Christian and me now, like like someone would ask me to take a Sabbath school, you know, like when I was, when I was at a rise, I got asked to take a Sabbath school and I was like, oh man, I'm like freaking out. And I like had like three days to prepare. Now, you know, I could. Just whip up a Sabbath school on the spot, you know, it's, and, and that's not due to laziness or whatever, but that's the time that you put in, you know, you grow in your experience with the word. And, and that, that's why one of the big parts of the Arise curriculum, um, is memorizing texts. Yeah. You know, just to really get familiar with the word so that, you know, you can preach in and out of season. And that phrase used to scare me because I'm like, man, if someone just came up to me and asked me to preach now, I would drop dead. I don't know what I would do, but. <laughs> No, God is good and, you know, he he works and cultivates the mind um, to think in Amen. a biblical way. And so, yeah, now I'm at a place where I was like, oh, man, what should I talk about this morning? And and yesterday when we closed our first, second, third Elijah study, we talked about how the people at the end of time, they'll be preaching the gospel mm-hmm. uh, and they'll be sharing it with the world and their message will be about the law of Moses and, and, and all these things. But I just had this, you know... This, this, this whole, like, I love that whole theme of, like, we're living in the end times, so let's tell people about it. Yeah. And maybe one of the best books in the Bible about that very thing is the book of thessalonians well both of them there's the first and second thessalonians and they're incredible books i used to what when i first read through thessalonians I was like man why does this even exist like this is just some <laughs> tiny little book with <laughs> random counsel but as i reread them um i, I recently did a study through the book of revelate uh, th- sorry thessalonians i realized man this is so relevant to us because it's all about how we should be as people knowing that the second coming is, mm. is coming Absolutely. Soon, yeah? Absolutely. which is who we are. So we're going to smash through this first chapter and then we're going to go through, do a bit of an exposition of the text and see what God is really trying to communicate with us. So we want to open up our Bibles to 1 Thessalonians. 1 Thessalonians um, chapter 1. And we're just going to be reading through this, um, through this chapter, and and sort of understanding this. the the epistles of Paul are so interesting to me because it's kind of like you're reading one side of a conversation. Paul is always responding to some kind of situation. You know, we see in in Corinthians, for example, he's responding to a heavily divided church. In Romans, for example, he's responding to you know a city where you know you've got a, a very I guess multicultural, but you've got a a large group of Jews and then a large group of Gentiles and they're trying to church together. And, and so Paul in that book is really expounding the gospel. Galatians was the first letter that we have recorded of Paul, which is kind of like a Romans, but shorter. And, and Timothy is an epistle that Paul writes to a, you know, an 18 year old pastor, Timothy of two churches, you know, and it's all, it's, it's, it's got incredible messages to young people in it, you know, like let no one despise your youth, you know, um, Incredible, amazing stuff. But then, yeah, Thessalonians, I've realized, is this book that's just all about who are we as a people who are coming, you know, who are getting close to the second coming. And let's just start in verse one. Do you want to start reading in verse one for us, Monica?
1: So, first Thessalonians chapter one, verse one.
2: Yeah, we're just going to read all the way through to verse 10.
1: This letter is from Paul, Silas, and Timothy. May God, oh sorry, we are writing to the church in Thessalonica to you who belong to God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. May God give you grace and peace. We always thank God for all of you and pray for you constantly. For as we pray to God our Father about you, we think of your faithful work, your loving deeds and the enduring hope you have because of our Lord Jesus Christ. We know, dear brothers and sisters, that God loves you and has chosen you to be his own people. For when we brought you the good news, it was not only with words, but also with power. For the Holy Spirit gave you full assurance that what we said was true. And you know of our concern for you from the way we lived when we were with you. So you have received the message with joy from the Holy Spirit in spite of the severe suffering it brought you. In this way, you imitated both us and the Lord. As a result, you have become an example to all the believers in Greece, throughout both Macedonia and Achaia. Whoops. And now the word of the Lord is ringing out from you to people everywhere, even beyond Macedonia and Achaia. I don't know how to pronounce that name. Achaia. Achaia. For wherever we go, we find people telling us about your faith in God. We don't need to tell them about it, for they keep talking about the wonderful welcome you gave us and how you turned away from idols to serve the living and true God. And they speak of how you are looking forward to the coming of God's Son from heaven, Jesus, whom God raised from the dead. He is the one who has rescued us from the terrors of the coming judgment.
2: Mm. So this is... Man, like, there's, there's a lot of warm fuzzy feelings oof, right here. Oof. Yeah, like Paul is, you know, I think we when we spend a lot of time in in you know some of the story books of the Bible, you know, maybe, um, you know, in the Torah, for example, in in different books. <laughs> You know, th- there's always this, it's just kind of like, oh, yep, there was a dude and he was doing this thing. And, oh, you know, maybe in some of the minor prophets, oh, my name's this guy and I received a vision from the Lord and such and such and such. Whereas when you, when you open a, an epistle of Paul, it is just so beautifully poetic because it's someone who is just literally writing to someone else about, you know, the different things that are going on. And when we, we open this and it's just like so poetic and often, um, the first chapter we find of Paul's epistles, a kind of a, a, a summary of what's to come. Um but this is just this is just incredible. I, I love this so much. And what this shows us is the pure and whole cycle of evangelism. Amen. And it's it's incredible. This is something where, you know, I don't have much time here. We're gonna get into this after this next song break. But we're gonna see how someone receives the word of the Lord and they them them themselves Become a witness. Right now, this is Anders Svensson with Gone Are The Days.
4: Gone are the days that I Look to the world for peace Look for a sense of peace Gone are the days that I thought I would give my life to lies. Gone are the days, and gone are the days. Gone are the days that I sought for myself to please, look for a sense of my glory. And gone are the days that I thought I would give my life to lights, Gone are the days Gone are the days Just like that polar sun Hiding and on the run Roaming on my own But then you came to me And bound up on my beyond my way No more to stray, stray. We can hold tight to our lives Cling to our proud spot Let all our sin So bright, from there we are saved. From there we saved. Just like that poor I song hiding and on the wrong, roaming on. From there we say Now there's nothing quite like Walking with Christ through life I'm not on my own I'm not on my own Gone are those days
2: Welcome back to Faith FM. We're continuing with our encounter with gob i just want to let you guys know because i have really great friends who listen to me on the radio and i just got a text from my friend linda who i was talking about um fat shout out to linda and she was like oh thanks for the shout out mate and i was like oh all good do Linda." Do yeah <laughs> so double shout outs for linda hey if you're my friend and you're listening message me on facebook i'll give you shout outs we should do that every day like message us and we'll give you shout outs
1: sure thing yeah so do you want to do shout outs to each other Maybe if Linda wants to say hi to Bruce.
2: Oh yeah, yes, yeah. yes. Give us a text: oh four nine one zero six four six six nine. Send us in people who you want us to shout out on the radio. We'll do Maybe it. Maybe the
1: messages of love. You know, yeah. hi mom, love hi, you. Hi mom, love you. Sorry, I left my socks in the laundry. Classic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what a classic. <laughs> Oh, maybe you want to share Bible verses with each other.
2: Yeah, send yeah. us anything. That's the thing. We're kind of like, oh yeah, text us if you want to know the quiz. You know, like mm. we want to get no text us anything. Yeah, we just want to talk to you. Uh huh. We, we love you guys. It's true,
1: it's so true.
2: And so producer
1: Jesus at the ready.
2: Yeah, text us. Okay,
1: I got the clue. Homemade oh, yes, clue for this yes, quiz. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Okay. Here we go. So, uh, homemade clue number one. This book starts with the letter E.
2: I thought it started with a different letter. No. Oh, yeah, it does too.
1: Dude, you wrote the answer down. Yeah, I know.
2: (laughs) I was going to make a joke. No, this is the thing. I was going to make a joke, and then I realized it would give the. Give it away completely. Uh, uh, so I was like, uh, 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 Yeah, I can't do that. Can't I do thought that. you
1: were gonna say I was gonna make a joke and then realize it wasn't funny. And I'm like, Yep, that's the reality of that joke.
2: Wow. Okay, uh, let's continue with our sonny Here in First Thessalonians.
1: I like how before you were like, Mon, can you please read First Thessalonians chapter one, verse one to ten? Which is basically chapter one. Chapter one, yeah. <laughs> Would you like me to read chapter two? <laughs> no, 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 no. We're
2: gonna hang out in chapter one for the remainder of our time here. Essentially, I, I said before we had that little song break. The you know this this opening chapter just describes perfectly um, the the cycle of evangelism.
1: Yeah, go ha- on. Do you tell us more about that?
2: And so, so essentially, um, Paul when he meets the Thessalonians, Thess- Thessalonica is is a Greek city. I'm pretty sure. Well. Roman city they're all Roman cities but they're in different areas Thessalonica is essentially a gentile city and when he arrives there and preaches to them you know he's in the midst of his missionary work and he's traveling and is you know receiving it says the bible says here that it, you know receives much affliction you know he's uh he he's struggling big time well n- you know not because he's struggling what i was meant to say there was Essentially, Paul, you know, they, they're going through it as they do. It's, it's only you, – you read some of the chapters of, of Acts – you know chapter 16 for example where they get whipped and thrown in the dungeon and they do some heavy times. you know yeah. like towards the end of the book where they get shipwrecked and we we read about Paul's experience actually in 1st Corinthians chapter 11 uh where where Paul says you know five times by my own countrymen I was whipped with rods three times I was scourged by the Romans you know I was shipwrecked three times you know a night and a day I've spent in the sea you know in prison it's stoned to death like Paul has just absolutely been through it, but he continues on. He presses on, um, and he when he arrives to Thessalonica, like they receive the word um, in much affliction. And when when we see that term in much affliction, that's referring to 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 the Thessalonians' experience that, that refers to Paul's experience. Of course, we're living in a time where where you know Christianity. No one no one wants Christianity to be a thing you know, in in, in in ancient Rome, they mm-hmm. have their own religion especially because Christianity was the first ever non national religion. Before this point, you know, Judaism kind of got close. But if, to become a Jew you'd become a proselyte and then you would essentially just become an Israelite. Like, you know, essentially every religion was was national. It was like it was like a flag nearly. But Paul comes to them and he shares the word with them the Bible says in verse 6, it says, And you became followers of us and of the Lord, having received the word of much affliction with the joy, with joy of ho- the Holy Spirit. You know, there's this constant battle. And I see it as a Bible worker. And I see it as someone who teaches people the Bible and who often calls for decisions to people. There's this constant battle of conviction.
1: That's so true. And often, you can like, watch it on people's faces sometimes.
2: You know, where someone will receive something, you know, you, you'll you you'll tell them some truth and it's like, hey, do you want to follow this now? And you see that battle going on in their mind and it's they're like they're feeling convicted from the Holy Spirit but then, you know, the, then they're like, oh no, I don't know if I want to do this and it, it's just this back and forth and valley of decision and just all these different things. Um, but then you have experiences, and and this is the most incredible thing as a Bible teacher. When you have an experience, when you sit down with someone, you show them something in the Bible. You know, you show them that God is. You, you, for example, you do you do like a great controversy study, um, which is essentially the sh- study that shows that you know why do we live in a bad world if God is good, and it, and it and it gives us such a profound understanding of freedom of choice and of how God is is actually doing an amazing work to save everyone from the circumstances and the situations that we ourselves have put ourselves in. You sit down and you give someone that bible study and then you know it's this amazing feeling when you get to the end of that bible study and it's like yeah can you see from this that God is good and their face just lights up. They have this new joy. Yeah. And they're just like yeah I can see it. I can see that God is good. And this was essentially the Thessalonians' experience. This is the people from Thessalonica. They, they received the word with joy of the Holy Spirit. They When that the Holy Spirit started convicting them because of the words that Paul preached to them, they said, you know what? Yes. Yes, this is something I want to follow. And they start to follow. But then, this is awesome, in verse 7, immediately after this point, it says, so that you became examples to all who were in Macedonia and archaea who believed. Um, for from the word of the Lord has from from you, the word of the Lord has sounded forth not only in Macedonia and archaea, but also in every place, your faith towards God has gone out so that we do not need to say anything. And this is what we see here, the cycle of evangelism. Paul has come to them, he said, you know, he's preached Christ to them. He's preached the, this this gospel that we talked about yesterday, this everlasting, eternal gospel of of the goodness of God and the work that He is doing to save humanity. And they receive it with joy. And what do they do from there? Do they sit down? Do they sit in their churches? No. Do they, they, do they go? Oh well, you know, I'll pay, I'll start paying tithe, but you know, like oh, oh you know, I, I I I'll just you know start going to church. No, they become an example to. Every, it, says, it says at first, he's like, you know, at first you were examples to Macedonia and Archaea, you know, just the giant region that you live in. But now you're an example to everyone in every place. You know, and, and in fact, it's crazy because this is, this is nearly like a prophecy. Because Paul at this time was writing the letter directly to the Thessalonians. I don't know if Paul knew that this letter would end up in the Bible, and little old Lawson Walters from Australia would be reading it, saying, "Man, I want to be like the Thessalonians," because that's what this this does. It they were inspired by the words that Paul preached and by the affliction that he went to to give it to them, and then they decide, you know what, we're going to do the same thing, and like you know, the cycle of evangelism essentially completes and it continues to go, and then the those Thessalonians then they go to the next. And they preach there, and then those that town, they they then they get inspired, and they go to the next town, and it's like Paul to the point where Paul says, "I didn't even need to do anything, I just left. I was like, oh, like Macedonia, the job is done, I can just bounce." He just pushed the fourth domino, and the rest of them fell <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And that was because that's the cycle of evangelism. That was because the Thess- Thessalonians received the word with so much joy, and it's like man. Oh, I'm so inspired by this. I'm like, man, I want to be like these guys. I want to be someone, and and I've been on that journey of, you know, um, it was a rise Bible workers who actually knocked on my door three years ago, and and now I'm following the Lord and walking in their footsteps, and I'm now doing the same thing. I'm leading others to Christ that they can share it, and so, like, God is good, man, and God is doing such an amazing work two thousand years ago and even right now today. This is Jaden Lavick with "Tis So Sweet."
5: so sweet to trust in Jesus Just to take Him at His word Just to rest upon His promise Just to know, thus saith the Lord To trust in Jesus, just to trust His cleansing blood. From Jesus, simply taking life and rest and joy and peace. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust Him, how I've proved Him more and more. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus. Oh, for grace to trust Him more more Jesus
6: fair Defends me, and when I feel like I'm all alone. If
2: Welcome back to Faith FM. We have come to the time where we are doing our question of the day. Before we get into it, what's the um what's the uh do we have another clue for the quiz? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So this book tells of how God led the Israelite children out of Egypt. In oh yeah. Fact, it's the main sort of story about how the name of the book came about.
2: There's actually a DreamWorks movie based on this <laughs> book, a DreamWorks animated movie called The Prince <laughs> of Egypt. Egypt. Yes. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, if you know the answer, give us a call. Our number here is 1-800-FAITH-FM. That's 1-800-324-843. Uh, or you can text your answers, 491 64 And hilariously enough, if you call now, you will catch Producer Jazz with a sandwich in her mouth because... Everyone caved in the studio, they all decided to pay me $3 for a sandwich, and I've made three of them now, and I'm pretty happy because I've made like ten bucks this morning. Hee <laughs> hee! So stoked about it. Man, you're living your best life. A little side, sandwich side hustle. This oh this is like the this is the grounds, this is the beginnings of Bundaburgers. All <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. Okay, okay. Maybe this morning I have created the original Bundaburger. Okay, yeah. Question of the daytime. Okay, yep. And this is interesting because you were asking me before about the the mustard seed that you saw in your sandwich. You didn't know what it was. Yeah. And uh, the question today is what does it mean to have faith like a child? Which is interesting because Jesus also said something about having yeah. must faith like a mustard seed. So what does it mean to have faith like a child? To
2: have faith like a child. Well, that's actually, that's a reference to Matthew 18 and verse 4, I believe. We're going to read in Matthew 18. Yeah, here we go. It says... At that time, the disciples came to Jesus, saying, Who then is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Jesus called a little child to him, set him in the midst of them, and said, Assuredly, I say to you, unless you are converted and become as little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself as a little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Whoever receives one little child like this in my name receives me. Amen. And so the Bible shows this thing here. It's like to become a little child is to, you know, that that is conducive to you being in the state in which you can be saved. Um, and it's like, man, like what what exactly what exactly does this does this mean? There's a, there's a few different applications. I want to f- talk the first one that's just very um, simple. From the text it says, therefore, whoever humbles himself. As this little child. A little child knows that they can only exist. Or they might even not know this, but it's just subconscious. They can only exist by the things that they're given. Yeah. They don't have the ability in and of themselves to provide for themselves. Totally
1: rely on their parents. They
2: have to... Com- there's this complete reliance. They have no sense of... In that way, anyway, they have no sense of personship or or pride because they literally can't have, because they don't provide for themselves. It's only their parents who, who provide for them, and they know that fact. So they, they go to their parents to provide. I, I think in, in some ways Jesus is commentating on that here, and he's saying, hey, when you come to a place where you know that you have nothing in it of yourself to provide, but you need to rely on on others to provide for you, then you'll be in a state that's conducive to to being saved because that's what it's all about. It's realizing that, no, everything in and of myself, like, I have nothing that I can really give. Like, I'm of no practical benefit to God. He just loves me for who I am, um, and He died for me on the cross. And so I want to give Him everything um, that I have. I want to give Him my life um, so that, you know, I can... Follow him and, 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 you know, because I love him and because he's done everything for me. The Bible says that God has given us every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms. And so, yeah, to to open your life up in that way and to really humble yourself and say, no, no, this is God's work in my life. You know, let him do that. That's one way to interpret the text. The other way that, that I've seen, this is a little bit of an alternative interpretation, sort of along the same vein of the mustard seed, that ultimately, like, what does a mustard seed need to grow?
1: Oh, lots of care
2: care soil water water, soil sunlight and in the same way like it's dependent Mm. a child in in the same way is also dependent and but that's the next thing is that the child has the ability to grow someone who's not a child doesn't have the ability to grow but a child has the ability to to grow and so like well i think another heart of what You know, another place where Jesus could be going with this is this understanding that hey, you need to put yourself in a place where you're on the journey of sanctification. And what I mean by that is you're like, no, like I want my life change, and I want God to do that in my heart uh, as a little child. Because yeah, a little child, you know, they're they're small and they grow, and and just like a mustard seed. But yeah, that's uh, that's uh, that's what I think it means. That's what I think the Bible is saying, and that's been questioned the day. This is now Matt Minicus and uh, Josie Minicus with peace.
1: Back to the breakfast show. We have come to the wind up. Uh, Lawson, thank you once again for filling in for Lyle. You'll be here for a while though doing that, so we appreciate you. In the I meantime, <laughs> it is time to give away something full free. That's what we do. We love that free stuff. Mm, we mm. love to roll it out. I'm so glad that I worked for a radio show where we get to give away two, two giveaways every single day mm. one prize for the quiz, for the smiley parties, and the Bible students, and one totally free for the first person to call through. This book is an incredible book. Lawson actually picked this one out. Yeah. Uh, this is called The Passion of Love. He Did It For You. Uh, this is by E. G. Y and this is just the, the heart-wrenching, heart-touching story um, about Christ, uh, about the fact that he gave his <clears throat> His life for you. Uh, this this is a, 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 a commentary dealing with the and detailing the last hours of Jesus Christ's life. So the last few hours of an incredible life, that completely and utterly changed the world, um, the one of Christ that created Christianity. Mm. Uh, so The Passion of Love, He Did It For You by E.G. White. If you are the first person to call us right now on 1-800-324-843, that's 1-800-FAITH-FM, you will be the person who gets to take this one home. We'll send mm. it to you free of charge. Uh, also, if you would like to learn more about the Bible, you can do so. Contact us here, 1-800-FAITH-FM, and uh, we can hook you up with uh, multiple ways to study the Bible uh, and different different uh, topics as well within the Bible. The Bible is not just one topic. It is a huge book, a uh, library book, really. And uh, for example, we can put you in touch with the the Prophetic Code series, which is a Bible study series written by Lyle himself. And uh, you can study those in a group setting, one-on-one, you can study them online, you can study them in paper format. Whichever or you can study them
2: with me. Or
1: you can have a Lawson. Lawson has a running offer that if anyone would like to study the Bible with him, he can do that with you. He is a Bible teacher. Uh, even if you're living on the other side of the planet, he is happy to do a uh, video chat. Yeah, Skype and uh, study the Bible that way. Lawson is in the business of helping people to understand the Bible. Praise mm. the Lord for that. But stay tuned. We do have a great program coming up for the rest of today. And Lawson and I will be back tomorrow morning after 7 o'clock.